Here's the monstrous misconception that is misshaping Federal Reserve policy. Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates again this week to combat inflation. Their thinking, shared by most economists, is that only by slowing the economy and putting people out of work can inflation be curbed. This approach is encapsulated by the Phillips curve, an economic theory that says if you want low unemployment, you have to have higher inflation. And if you want to curb inflation, you must have higher unemployment and a depressed economy. That's why the Fed tries to measure what purportedly is the normal capacity of the economy to provide products and services. Its economists fervently discuss whether and how far the economy is operating above or below its capacity. They bandy about terms like the output gap. That is the difference between actual GDP and potential GDP. Now, numerous Nobel Prize winning economists have debunked the Phillips curve. So has real world experience. In the 1980s, for instance, the U.S. saw a sharp drop in inflation and simultaneously a surge in economic growth. Yet the Fed obstinately clings to the curve. The idea that you can calculate with any sort of precision what a free market economy can turn out is preposterous. Things are constantly changing. New products and services are consistently coming along. So are improvements in existing ones. If you can't get something here, you might buy it elsewhere in the world. The American economy is not a fortress. Prices are crucial for calibrating countless buy and sell decisions. If something is becoming more costly, it signals to the provider to increase production. That's why the whole Federal Reserve exercise in trying to stimulate or depress the economy based on its readings of what it is capable of turning out is so hubristic and destructive. More to the point, this approach speaks to the Fed's disturbing misunderstanding of inflation. There are two kinds of inflation, monetary and non-monetary. The non-monetary kind of higher prices comes from supply disruptions like a drought, a storm, a war, or the sweeping pandemic lockdowns that severely disrupted intricate supply lines. A central bank can't cure higher prices brought on by such events by raising interest rates. Now, monetary inflation, which comes from lowering the value of a currency, usually by creating too much of it, can be cured by a central bank. It's simple. Stop devaluing it. Make it stable in value. For 180 years, the U.S. did that by tying the value of the dollar to gold. After torpedoing the gold standard in 1971, the U.S. did achieve semi-stability for the greenback from the early 1980s to the early 1990s by paying attention to the price of gold and other commodities. Then it was back to Phillips' curve thinking, leading to the crisis of 2007-2009 and subsequent errors that have brought us to the troubles we have today. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Music